0: Welcome to Special Situation Investing, Episode 67. Today, we'll do a deep dive into Tech's upcoming Coal Division spinoff, along with a broad overview of their business model. Tech is a Canadian-based mining company who, according to their website, is focused on providing products which are essential to building a better quality of life for people around the globe. Currently, the company's profits are split up in the following proportions across three broad business segments, 55% coal, 34% copper, 14% zinc, and a 3% loss in energy. Today, tech sits at an approximate $20 billion market cap, with nearly $6 billion in debt, a $39 share price, and a price earnings multiple of 7. Monish Pabrai fans might remember a multi-bagger investment made by the Indian American investor in Tech Kamenko. During the 2008-2009 global financial crisis, tech, or Tech Cominco, as it was then known, had lost 90% of its value in the course of only a few months when Monish loaded up on the stock in what he described as a low-risk, high-uncertainty bet. Within the year, he'd captured a 7x return on the stock, selling out of the position before it reached its eventual near 10x return for the year. While the valuation prospect on tech is different today, the case study is still interesting and informative, and I'll be sure to link to Manish's video description of the investment in the show notes. With that overview out of the way, let's quickly review the details of the proposed spinoff followed by our perspective on the transaction. First, the spinoff will divide the company into two roughly equal parts, with coal-making steel business being spun out. And the remaining metals business to be retained by the company. The parent company will be renamed Tech Metals and, as the name implies, will include the copper and zinc metal mining business, with the copper business being the company's growth engine. The spin-out will be renamed Elk Valley Resources, or EVR, and will retain the steel-making coal business. Up to this point, it looks like a typical spin-off transaction, you separate two unrelated businesses via a spin off so that investors can specifically allocate their capital and so that each management team is maximally incentivized to create value. This is also the point where the spin off takes a very unusual turn. To begin, the spin off will be obligated to pay out 90% of its free cash flow for at least a decade post spin. These payouts are detailed in what the company calls the Transition Capital Structure, or TSC. Under the TCS, Tech Metals will receive 87.5% of EVR's free cash flow, with the remaining 2.5% split between Steelmakers POSCO and Nippon Steel Corporation. Nippon Steel Corp. will receive the majority of the 2.5% payment, as it invests 1.5%. 0.25 billion in the EVR spinoff in exchange for a 10% stake in the company. Posco will end up with 2.5% stake in the company, and both entities will retain their previously agreed upon steel takeoff arrangements once the spinoff is complete. As is always the case with these transactions, you could go further into the weeds, but the key takeaway is that EVR must pay out 90% of its free cash flows to tech metals. Nippon Steel, and EVR for at least a decade following the spinoff and can only retain its free cash flow once specific payout thresholds are met. Now, onto to our summary of the spinoff. It appears to us, and again, this is only our opinion, that there's a great deal of pressure on public companies to divest themselves of coal. Tech's annual report, shareholder letter, and press releases are littered with carbon neutrality pledges, stakeholder affirmations, and green energy electrifications. And while these protestations are fine in their own right, they aren't related to a profit and loss statement. In other words, ESG pledges are ethical and ideological statements, not accounting statements. But in this case, it would appear that ideology trumps accounting. Framing the spinoff through the lens of environmental, social, and governance pressures allows us to properly understand the nature of the deal itself. It's as though a highly paid husband went to his highly paid wife, divorce papers in hand, saying, it's not the money I don't like, it's you. Upon inspection of the divorce papers, the wife realizes that post-divorce, she is obligated to pay 90% of her income to her ex-husband for a decade or more to help him transition into the next phase of his life. Harsh as the analogy may appear, it's also pretty close to the actual terms of the spinoff. Moving past the analogy, how specifically do the terms of the spinoff and the transition capital structure benefit tech metals? First off, tech metals is no longer associated with dirty coal. They merely receive checks from a third party who themselves are in the coal business. Second, if capital investment is required to maintain the coal business, that capital expense is on EVR and not tech metals. Ordinarily, a company maintains a capital reserve in the form of cash or revolving credit facilities to provide for unexpected capital expenses. This is similar to the savings account that most individuals maintain. By divesting the operational side of the coal business, tech metals can redirect capital reserves they once maintained against it, or can maintain lower reserves, reasoning that the same surplus is not required in the new capital structure. To put it plainly, the transition capital structure converts the operational coal portion of tech into a royalty stream. The royalty model comes with all the benefits previously discussed on this show, and those same benefits are likely motivators behind the spinoff's transition capital structure. Now that we've covered the terms of the spinoff, here's how we would invest if we chose to do so. Beginning with the remaining company, Tech Metals, we don't anticipate a significant change in the share price at $39 a share at a PE of 7, the company is fairly valued relative to other miners. With Tech Metals retaining the majority of EVR's free cash flow, even a slight drop in that cash flow will be offset valuation-wise by the company's lower cost structure and in our opinion will be a wash. Tech Metals' assertion that copper is a growth industry in the age of electrification is probably a correct one. So, not only is Tech Metal's downside protected by solid valuation, but the long term potential for growth is reasonably assured. Switching gears to the spin off, the valuation picture looks bleak. EVR's coal business is sound and routinely throws off high margin free cash flow, so that isn't a problem. But the transition capital structure does represent a valuation challenge. Tech shareholders will receive one EVR share for every 10 Tech shares owned. Resulting in 51.9 million EVR shares outstanding. According to the spin off announcement, DePond Steel's 1.025 billion investment in a 10% stake of EVR gives an implied EVR valuation of 11.5 billion post spin. If we divide the 11.5 billion implied valuation by 51.9 million EVR shares outstanding, we get an implied per share valuation of $221 for post spin off EVR stock. With the spin off announcement promising a paltry 20 cent base dividend, coupled with 90% of the company's free cash flow being siphoned off to the transition capital structure, there isn't much left over in EVR to support that valuation. In fact, for the reasons just stated, we would expect heavy selling pressure on the stock post spin off. There is one other consideration that must be worked out before deciding how to invest. A yet to be clarified part of the spinoff announcement offered shareholders the ability to optimize for either a cash distribution or stock payout. In other words, through something like a Dutch tender offer, shareholders can opt for more cash or more stock at the spin-off's completion. The cash payout will be 39 cents per each tech share held, so either 10 times 39 cents in cash or one share of EVR stock at an implied 221 valuation, or some combination of both. Again, details around this part of the spin-off have yet to be clarified, but based on the options presented, and even against heavy EVR selling pressure, I would opt to maximize stock over the cash payout. The stock, beaten down though it may be, is unlikely to trade below the cash payout and will retain the upside that always comes with equity ownership. Two final items are worth noting. The first is that the company has announced a plan to normalize Tech Metal's share structure over the six years following the spinoff. Essentially, Tamagami Mining Company, SSM Resources, and Dr. Norman B. Keevil have large controlling stakes in the company via the 10 to 1 super voting rights bequeathed to their Class A shares. In exchange for a one time 1% Tech Metal shareholder dilution, the legacy two-tier voting system will be eliminated and leave the company with a single share structure and a non-minority-controlled governance. Second, tech does have a solid record of shareholder returns. For all of the seemingly critical aspects of this write-up, tech's management did return $2.4 billion to shareholders in 2022 via buybacks and dividends, which equates to more than 10% of their $20 billion market cap. For the above two reasons and others, I agree with most analysts' bullish opinion of the stock. It's a well managed company with a track record of shareholder returns that's moving toward a normalized shareholder structure and is about to convert itself into a 50% 10 plus year coal royalty stream. Our overall assessment of the spin off is that investors can expect a reasonable return on their tech investment if. They maximize for shares of EVR versus cash at the spin-off and then sell those shares post-spin. On the other hand, owners of Tech Metals will hold an operational mining company and a coal royalty stream that is limited to around 10 years. The operational miner will have all of the cost challenges that go with a capital-intensive business in an inflationary environment, and those pressures could limit Tech Metals' returns over the coming decade. If investors want exposure to a coal royalty along with other raw commodities, they should consider NRP as an alternative investment. At the time of this writing, it trades below five times earnings, has a management team with a proven track record of value creation, and is a pure play royalty model without the capex risk that goes with an operational business. For more information on that, you can see our episode uh, that deals directly with national resources partners. But in either case, we hope that listeners of this show are now better armed to make their own investment decision after having their research jump-started by ours. As always, we thank you for all the support of the show, and especially thank the folks who've migrated over to the Fountain app, where you can earn Bitcoin just for listening and use Bitcoin to support your favorite content creators. Again, thank you for your support, thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next week.